You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, y'all. Bayou Benders here to talk to you about the latest from our sponsors, DraftKings. It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings has given you a free shot at one of the million-dollar top prizes when you download and sign up using promo code THPN. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. It's easy to play. Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. Then sit back and follow the action. The red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch the competitive itch and reign supreme. Download DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at $1 million top prize. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. back to another episode of Habs Nightly, folks. Uh, unfortunately, tonight, it's just going to be Bayou Benders. Mason uh, was unavailable to record today, but that's okay. He's missed, but he will be here Wednesday. Um, but we have a little something special for you guys tonight. You know, uh, an impromptu signing leads to an impromptu uh, interview with uh, our Detroit Red Wings. Oh, man, that has been a tongue twister all day. But our Detroit Red Wings correspondence over at the brothers of discussion aka red wings rant our buddy matt clink will be joining us in a little bit before then let's uh let's do our our usual routine well today it's just a catch up with me um but right now in louisiana we're back into crawfish season and um it's been it's been a blast i've probably had I've probably gone to at least six or seven crawfish bowls in the last three weeks, but um, this one's a little different. So uh, if you guys know, if you've listened to uh, me in the past, um, I say I have like these Canadian parents. They're basically um, when I worked out in New Orleans as a cook, uh, I had these regulars and became basically like they're just adopted son. Well, uh, Dave and Heather, is their name we've talked about them previously they they're the ones who send me these gift packages of uh of like interesting stuff from from canada but they're from ontario oh, i'm not even gonna attempt to remember where that what part but uh dave's a, a diehard canadians fan and he's like my uh my go-to person in my you know close proximity to talk habs with other than going online and talk to you guys 
Um, but by the way, thank you guys for for following it and, and talking to us more on Twitter. We really appreciate it. So I get an impromptu message. This is the impromptu episode, but uh, I get I get a message from Dave uh, yesterday, actually, uh, which would be Saturday. And uh, he was like, hey, look, we're, we're looking to uh, boil some crawfish. You know, why don't you and your wife come over uh, and, you know, join us? And I was like, no problem. One of his daughters is in town and, you know, we haven't seen them in probably a year and a half. She probably hasn't seen her parents the same, you know. But so that's not a problem. Only problem, though, is that we have a crawfish bowl. It's basically breakfast at 11 in the morning that day. So me and my wife eat with my family. We do uh, crawfish. Delicious. But uh, take a power nap that turns into a little too long than it should have. But we head over to Dave's and uh, I get there and I'm expecting someone to be helping them uh, boil the crawfish. But no, in fact, Dave uh, and his wife, Heather, and their daughter, Erin, are attempting to tackle the, you know, Louisiana local, you know, bread and butter crawfish boil. And um I can say I was skeptical, you know, would probably be the first thing I thought of. Uh, it's funny because when we got there, they were like, Corey, we, did, we think we did something wrong. And um, I said, well, well let, let's have a look. What's wrong? And I noticed that they were like, well, it's it's our pot. There's like a pot inside the pot. It's a strainer, basically. And um, they said it's sticking out. And I said, well, what what's at the bottom of it? And they were like, well, we messed up and we put our vegetables in the in the boiler pot, not in the strainable part. And uh, I started to laugh and I'm like, it's not a problem because you'll get, it's all going to cook. Okay. The main thing is that if the crawfish submerge or not is going to be your kicker, right? Well, they end up submerging, but I think that's truthfully their only, their only whoopsie of the day. But uh, I was laughing because we get a little bit of a boil over because, (laughs) because everything's at the bottom, the sausage, you know, the onions, um potatoes uh basically all, all the vegetables are at the bottom where they should be inside the uh <laughs> inside the basket you know but um uh, other than that i'm not gonna lie i uh i didn't take the reins over i let them do it because i wanted them to to do it for themselves you know this is this is another way to be truly accustomed and um almost like brought in as as a community member of louise of, of new orleans i'm not gonna say louisiana but um, a lot of states don't know how to cook crawfish. You got to season it in the water, uh, not outside of it. That's disgusting. Don't ever eat the crawfish like that. It's it's never as good as you think it would be. But anyway, you know, they're all upset. They're thinking it's not flavorful because uh, their first one that they tried did not have flavor. But, you know, truth is, it's like once you cut the boil off, you have to let it sit. Uh, your sit time is, is truthfully up to you. Everybody's different, you know, uh, I know people that do 30 minutes. I know people that do 15. It doesn't matter. You just need to let it sit and, and absorb its flavor. Well, they the first one, they were so discouraged. It, it was just, I wouldn't say bland, but it just really didn't have anything kicking with it. Um, funny enough, they did not have a paddle. <laughs> and they were using like a tongue, like um, like almost like a plastic spatula, which is not going to, you know, reach the depths of a, a five, five to six gallon uh, pot, boiler pot. But uh, they were a little discouraged. I tried it. I said, look, you haven't even let it rest. Let's let it rest 15. Uh, I tried one at 15. Mild, mildly there. You know, we, we let it sit a little bit longer. The problem is, is that we were not able to stir it. You know, so everything on top did not taste as flavorful as everything in the middle and at the bottom where, you know, basically sediments fall. 
But um, not gonna lie, you know, I try. I tried to say this is the best Canadian crawfish that I've had, and it, it picked their hopes up, and their morale was back. You know, back to having fun. And truthfully, they didn't do a fucking bad job. So Heather, Dave, and Aaron, if you guys are listening, you did a pretty kick-ass crawfish bowl. Um, you guys said that you wanted a spicier, you know, you know, the deal I've told y'all, you just got to add more cayenne, but the flavor was there. The pro boil really, really, you know, came, came the show and, and helped you guys. But you know what? They did something that I've never had in a crawfish bowl. Uh, I've seen it, but never done it personally. They put uh, sweet potatoes in it. And I have to say that that is fucking awesome and it's delicious. And, you know, if they could have if they could have saved anything, it's that that they've showed uh, a New Orleans, a, a a local Southern Louisiana kid, a yat, uh, a new thing to put in the crawfish bowl. So, hats off to you guys for showing me something new. While you guys in turn learned to make one of the most popular and New Orleans esque dishes, you know, a crawfish bowl. So kudos to them for doing that. And uh, sadly, after that, we watched a demoralizing. Canadians lost five nothing to the Jets, and truthfully, folks, with it just being myself, I don't even want to go into the last three games, uh, other than saying that I think that you know for losing what we had, you know we're, we're minus Gallagher, we're minus Carey uh, Price right now. I think that we held Toronto pretty damn good. I think we held Winnipeg pretty good uh, the first game. The second one just you know we're starting to see the effects of, of losing like the heart and soul of our team and our, in our one, a one, a goalie, you know, we're just not playing a, com- a complete game, which is probably what leads to what we're about to talk about. But uh, that's all I really want to say about the last three games. I don't want this episode to be uh, more or less just a downer episode because we really haven't had that much greatness to talk about of the game, but let's go over overall Habs news, right? So let's just, get things back into a cheerful atmosphere. Uh, Cole Caulfield wins the Hobie Baker. Um, I'm sure if you guys looked, his Wisconsin teammates had a, it wasn't the most uh, like party, you know, party atmosphere, but they all, they all stood up and and clapped and and looked cheerful. Um, But, you know, kudos, kudos to his Wisconsin, his Wisconsin um, former players. And it's basically, you know, his home, his home state uh, applauding Cole Caulfield with the Hobie Baker. I truthfully think there was no other person that should have won that. But uh, same night, Caulfield plays in his first AHL game with Laval, and he makes a statement. Just just that, just a statement. The entire game, he looked energized. He looked hungry. I don't know if he knew he won the Hobie Baker, you know, before playing this game. But this kid had a moment to prove who's, who's Cole Caulfield and who is he in an AHL uh, opportunity his first true pro game two goals three points and you know what the goals were pretty you know he he had um that one very obvious sitting sitting and what i'm expecting you know if you watch cole caulfield in the past i'm expecting that to be his new office you know just a junior alex ovechkin but uh that goal was was beautiful his second goal off the rebound, basically in a breakaway, um, gets his own rebound, finds the back end, that beautiful, fast pace. The kid's all smiles. He's all smiles the entire game. This is what I love about him. He's got like an infectious, positive attitude that I think he can spread to any team he's on. Um, but it's it's actually the assist, which I'm surprised it wasn't a goal. Yeah, he was, you know, uh, I, I believe it's, it's Wall, who's the – Toronto's Mar- Marley's uh, goaltender, but uh, clearly had him padded up for it. 
but uh, it's the moves he made to create this chance that uh, Xavier let, you know, takes over and, and scores for. But uh, to weave through the defense, moves past two players, and then just turns the burners on right in the middle of the of the the uh, excuse me of the circle and just heads straight for the you know straight for the crease. He plays like he's seeing things you know before they before they take place, almost like uh, Gretzky. I'm not gonna say he's Gretzky, but like you could definitely tell that there's moments where he sees things breaking down before it happens and just executes. And I think that's amazing. And and truthfully, folks, I don't know how to watch these Laval games. So if you guys know how, how I can watch them in Louisiana, please tell me because I I am almost more excited to watch this right now because I just want to see Cole Caulfield play uh, than how we're playing as of late. And it's understandable. But Cole Caulfield has another game, uh, two games in a row now, the the Laval Rockets sweep the Marlies, but Cole Caulfield was, had the game winners in both the games. Um, second game, excuse me, second game, he, um, he had a deflection goal. I think it was off of his, off of his skate, but, uh, nonetheless, an important, important goal to win. But, uh, moving past Coldfield for a second, Kerry Price is still day to day. Um, if you check, if you play fantasy, you know, uh, I believe he just switched to out because tomorrow, you know, they're just going to put him as an out, but still day to day. Um, they're not saying anything serious. Still, Ducharm hasn't said anything uh, past, you know, what we're trying to find out from the doctors. They're going to say couldn't comment on surgery or anything like that. Uh, so let's just hope that it's still just a just a lingering issue and um, we get we get our A1 back soon. And, and just to state, I don't think that Jake Allen is playing bad. I think that we're playing bad in front of him. I think Jake Allen is still up to the test and you know, that Toronto game, we should have won that for Jake Allen. The same thing for, uh, for the first Winnipeg game, but he, he played really well. And I don't think this is a burn against Jake Allen at all, but, uh, Joel Armia as of today, Saturday, uh, I'm sorry, Sunday, we're recording Sunday. Um, uh, Joel Armia joins the Habs back at practice today, ahead of the Toronto game. He hasn't, <laughs> hasn't been seen in three weeks, uh, due to COVID, but, um, while he's there, we see the, the the practice lines today, and I'd like to go over that. Um, so we see a little difference, you know. Uh, things have got to change. After a 5 nothing loss, you have got to play with things. Uh, but he rejoins his team. So he, here were the lines today at practice. So you have on the first line the Tatar slash Armia with Dano and Byron. You know, I wish Mason was here. We can go into it a little bit more. But, you know, second line, Toffoli, Suzuki, Evans – uh, third is Druan, KK, and Anderson. Fourth being Lecky, Stahl, and Perry. Froelich still, you know, not sitting on the taxi squad. Um, and then we got their defensive pairings. We got Kulak and Weber, Edmondson and Petrie, which is the most important part of this right here is, is the, the back togetherness of our best line. And I'm happy to see it. But uh, obviously, as of you guys know, going into this when you hear it Monday, you know, what's going on. But we have Romanov and Leskinen. Mete is not playing. Uh, and then goalies, we had Allen, uh, followed by Primo and then McNevin. But uh, so let's just get to that. You know, Victor Mete placed on waivers. I don't think this is the best thing we could have done. Um, I think he played with a lot of heart. 
I truthfully wish we would have saw him with Shea Weber or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is the best thing for us. Um, you know, I know that people are scared when you put someone on waivers that he gets picked up. I know the GMs are, are hesitant to pick up people right now, but uh, if I see Victor Mete on waivers and I need, I need a little bit of grit on my defense. I don't see why not. He's, you know, he leads to a lot of momentum, whether it's, been noticed or you're criticizing him too much as of late, but uh, offensive momentum coming from the D a lot of the times, Mete is pretty sound at that, but uh, it's tough, uh, especially doing this by myself today. Uh, we get all these, you know, these great topics to talk about and it's just me, but uh, the moment Victor Mete hits waiver wires, not but an hour later, we get, we get the John Merrill uh, signing, you know, we traded Verbeek and a fifth round pick, which I believe was the Ottawa one, to the Detroit Red Wings for John Merrill. And, um, you know, I didn't know shit about John Merrill. We're going to go to talk to Matt in just a second. Hopefully, this is something that we could really use uh, defensively because Jake Allen and Carey Price, when he comes back, needs help in front of him. And hopefully, you know, they, they saw that we needed Edmondson back with Petrie. And uh, it happened, but, you know, it happened late, but we really needed that to happen. So hopefully this this John Merrill signing is going to be big for us to help uh, lock in some some help for for our goalies. But, uh, folks, let's just uh, let's just go to the interview. Let's learn a little bit about John Merrill. Uh, I don't know much about him. Maybe, you know, about him. But uh, let's hear from our, our buddy, Matt. All right, folks, we're uh, we're joined here with Matt Klink of uh, Red Ring. Red Wings rant. Wow, that's a tongue twister, <laughs> but uh, I love it. it. It's it's right up y'all's alley. You guys are a little. You and your brother have like probably the funniest uh, podcast in the THPN network. But we have you oh, today to you. talk about you know John Merrill, which just happened, and uh, is definitely saving this podcast today. <laughs> well, I, I I'd have to throw in. You absolutely have to bring levity to uh, the situation that is the Detroit Red Wings because uh, it's. It's absolutely impossible to talk about them for, you know, twice a week, <laughs> 52 weeks out of the year. Uh, but yeah, no, I, this is funny too, because we, we were just talking. Um, oh yeah. And find us at BOD hockey, uh, Instagram's uh, brothers underscore of underscore discussion. Cause uh, we're also talking pro wrestling there, but uh, all right, back to the topic at hand. Uh, more, more levity is going to be needed because I think instinct here tells me we just lost this trade. And, you know, uh, like I, I could make fun of John Merrill and uh, his inability to put in any sort of real production from an offensive standpoint. But uh, my man is like he, he's, you know, I, I don't know if you want to call it a brick wall, but God damn, uh, from the defensive side, uh, he's just in, in the top of the league right now. Uh, I don't know where to go from here, but I know I know it's a loss in my books um, based on. His contract is so – it's a perfect contract. I mean, we're talking – off the top of my head, we're talking like a million. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I just – when you have a guy that that's so far in one direction um, in regards to either offense or defense, uh, you hope that it's going to be a wash in regards to what he loses from the offensive side. I think you absolutely have that. So now you just have a guy that's perfect for situational, you know, tossing him in there. If you need to hold on to a lead, 
now you have the guy that goes in there and does that. And honestly, I think that's worth more than a fifth round pick and uh, Pat Verbeek's nephew. Uh, so I'm bummed <laughs> right now. <laughs> Oh, but, yeah, I, uh, I, I threw out uh, on Twitter just now. I was like, apparently the Red Wings uh, goal here, I, I, and I can only assume this is the truth, is we're trying to cut costs on the family picnic this summer. Because this means, this effectively means the Red Wings have Todd Bertuzzi's nephew and Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, now we have, <laughs> uh, now we have Pet Verbeek's nephew. Uh, we already had uh, Slava Kozlov's nephew. So if we were trying to cut costs on how many packages of hot dogs we needed, we're we're condensing how many different families are invited to this family picnic. So, Jesus. I, you know, it, it's got to be $8. I got to yeah. think, two packages of hot dogs, cut into those eight bucks. Oh, and, man. <laughs> so Iserman's a financial wizard. Let me tell yes, you. Yes, he is. Like, yes, he I, is. I wouldn't be surprised if that was actually part of the conversation. But, um <laughs> Yeah, in all, in all seriousness, that, that's probably the best way to sum this up is if the Canadian fans need a way to, to think of this top level is that if, if the Red Wings fans are looking at this and going, oh, I wish we could have gotten more than a, a fifth round pick, then you win. You you <laughs> effectively win the trade, right? Uh... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, no. I'm sure he's going in for the 40 pack of hot dogs. They're like two, two seventy five. Like, yeah. No, know. I, uh, I, I was taking, I actually did research for that tweet. So at, at first I was going to look at like, what is like if target is getting hot dogs delivered to their store, like what comes in like a case, like what's a case of hot dogs, but it, you know, effectively it's three families. So it couldn't have been, a full case of hot dogs, two two packages tops. Plus, these boys are trying to stay healthy, so they're probably down in beers. So they're gonna pass on the hot dogs. Um, all of this, yeah, this is well beyond. I think what listeners your podcast, but this is this, this is, is them going. Oh, so we don't have to listen to Red Wings rant. They only talk about food. No, it's perfect. <laughs> this is like a hundred percent. Like if you could give a taste of what Red Wings Red Wings rant is, it's it's this. That's a perfect it's, choice of words. <laughs> it's trying to understand the team and the aspect of, of, of what is the Red Wings right now and uh, how to how to fill in the gaps in between with with ignorance and just off the wall topics. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do. Yeah, I don't know if you. Uh, I'll take it to a. I don't know. Uh, do I want to say serious? God, I don't think I do. But. Uh, so Jay Fresh, he, he's he's one of our boys. He he was helping us out when uh, the hockey podcast network first started. So mm-hmm. then I, I signed up to be a, a Patreon member. Right. He, he's much smarter than me, and uh, he's got his charts. So if any if anybody doesn't know Jay Fresh, I mean he he's one of the new writers for Elite Prospects. So so my man knows what he's doing. Uh, projected war percentage, and if anybody's not familiar with these, you're basically saying uh, with the with the number I'm about to shout out for for John. This is uh, all for me, basically, because I I love Jay Fresh. Yeah, uh, but I don't know what any of this shit means. Okay, Southern <laughs> education, like. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, and I think the best thing about Jay Fresh is that he got rid of like trying to cut through the weeds of like he j- you know if you just toss out a number. What does that mean? No, nobody, you don't really have a, a good way of saying this is a good number or a bad number. So he, he's basically just got like this uh, percentage that says you are better than this 
percentage of players in, in the league. So his, uh, his John Merrill score for projected uh, war percentage is 72. So you're effectively looking at a top 72% uh, or he's better than 72% of the NHL right now. Uh, or, or you could put him in, in that, uh, in that realm of just uh, pretty, pretty close to the top quarter of the league. Uh, right. which is which is pretty nuts and that that just goes to say how effective he is on the defensive side that his his defensive score is a 99%. So we're talking 1% of the league is better than John Merrill defensively. Uh but I, I keep referencing it. I keep saying how much better he is defensively than the offensive side. That is a real struggle. Um, and this, this is the best way to describe his, his offensive output. Um, not anybody needs to be, uh, not everybody listening needs to be familiar with, uh, Dennis Chalowski. He is, uh, a Detroit Red Wings prospect, uh, defenseman, young kid. Uh, he showed, uh, some promise, but he's been up and down go- going from Detroit to Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. So there's your background on this. Uh, one of our, our, our sponsor, right? DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can bet. <laughs> You can bet who's going to score the first goal in every game. That's, that's usually a fun game to play. Uh, but uh, here's here's the thing. With Chalowski being sent up and down, being a taxi squad guy, going down to the minors, uh, it was maybe two weeks ago I took a peek to put down some money. Well, Dennis Chalowski was in Grand Rapids playing a game, you had a better chance of getting the first goal out of Dennis Chalowski than you did of John Merrill, who actually played in the game. So, <laughs> so right now, basically DraftKings said there was a better chance of a Detroit Red Wing having an emergency injury on their drive to the game and Chalowski having to, if anybody isn't familiar, you're driving clear across the state of Michigan to go from Grand Rapids to Detroit. There was a better chance of that situation happening than John Merrill just accidentally lucking into a goal. So oh, <laughs> I just, you are getting a great defensive defenseman, but that DraftKings story, that fact of that being like, that was what you could bet on that day uh, tells, tells you everything you need to know about his offensive right. output. Well, no, that's awesome. We got a. It sounds like we have a great, like, uh, blue line defenseman. You know, a very at home yeah. defenseman. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it, it's um, ice time. Uh, Jay Fresh has him listed as like a second pair. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say this is what Montreal is going to do with John Merrill. I, I still like the idea that you guys are probably picking this up to make sure in a, in a situation as, as you're getting closer to the playoffs too, like you got to rack up as many points as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you get into the playoffs, I mean, we know those games are going to be tight. So who's going to be playing those third period minutes. It's going to be right. John Merrill. Um, that, you, you know, you're not, you're, you're going to play tighter. I think that's just the generic like NHL default probably in the playoffs. So you're looking for that. You're looking for that guy that you could trust in the third to make sure he's not going to make any mistakes. Uh, he's not going to, you know, it, it's, it's the basics. It's the easy stuff that gets you, I think, in this realm of being a top tier defensive defenseman. Uh, it's, it's not taking those silly risks. Uh, and, and that's, that's ultimately what, what puts him probably in the bottom 10th of the league in regards to offensive output. But 
like I said, it puts them puts them in the top one percent of all all defensemen out there in regards to to preventing puck, pucks going in. But right. uh, yeah, and I'm just gonna end up talking in circles now. At this point, <laughs> you're good. No, but that's that's re- that's truly what we need. Um, if you you know we the Atlantic Division is is kind of on pause, so I haven't seen much of Detroit, and I'm sure you haven't really watched much of Montreal, but. Um, Past three games, you know, we've uh, we have a minor injury with Carey Price, uh, Brendan Gallagher. Basically, you know, our true captain is is out indefinitely for the season. Maybe come back for the playoffs, but uh, we just placed Victor Mete on waivers. So if you really want to win this, uh, you could just pick up Victor Mete. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I I was already I think I was in the uh, the middle of creating that tweet and I saw your message uh, to come on the show and so I, I put that on hold but that was something in my head where I was like all right I we mean, can win this by just picking up you know, yeah <laughs> a, a great it, player it almost seems like a like a no brainer to to do that uh, for the Red Wings at least I right. I couldn't I don't know right now I I don't see. I don't see the negative and giving that a shot, but I know every, every NHL team has been hesitant on doing any waivers. And I even got into it with somebody a few weeks ago uh, telling me that the truth. So, right. you know, uh, of course, uh, a, tw- a Twitter, a random Twitter account, of course he knows the truth, <laughs> but the truth is all of these GMs are not taking waiver claims as like some sort of unspoken agreement. Um mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I don't know what Jimmy Vesey has to say about that, but uh, <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I, I guess there's some truth to it, maybe just in regards to what we've seen, or maybe there's some evidence I should say, right. but uh, yeah, who knows? But, uh, but yeah, so our, our last three games, we've, we've allowed a goal in like, I don't know, 20 seconds. Like I might go come into, you know, to watch the game and I might grab, a drink and come back and you know we're already down a goal uh our our defensive has just been lacking with helping uh jake allen and and john merrill i just saw his picture for the first time what a guy oh, he looks yeah. like he's from down here so like i think he'll <laughs> i think i'll personally like him um but definitely we need to try to patch some of these holes in the defense uh the season a lot of people have been going very hard on shea weber um you know if he's if he's just losing his his ability, you know, he's, he's very slow. Everything's getting past him. Um, we're seeing a lot of um, tweets of him as like a cone, like a like a caution cone. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, the defense is something that we definitely need to work on right now. And um, I think I think this is a, a step in the right direction. It just I, I see Victor Mete going to waivers. Um I'm surprised we didn't have a trade. Like we we didn't look to trade anything. But John Merrill was a high was a high stock option um, that I did see in like the top five of defensemen we were looking at, along with like Ekholm. But I think Ekholm probably gets removed from that just because Nashville kind of found their you know the momentum and has been on a pretty much a yeah. tear lately. Yeah, but, I uh, think the 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 NHL pundits forgot that Nashville still had games against Detroit to play, so they <laughs> <laughs> they they cut they probably cut them off the uh, the playoff contender list a little too oh, early. Man. But uh, I mean, what what are we talking though? Like, I I think Ekholm has been on the trade block for like. Uh, I don't know. However long uh, Nashville, I, I'm not familiar with their contract with them, but it, it just seems like every year <laughs> yeah. he, he's, he's that first conversation of this guy's definitely. Oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, 
you get those games against Detroit. You're you're gonna you're gonna fit into that playoff conversation. Right. I mean, look at Chicago right now. Everybody thought they were gonna be just absolute dog crap, and I think they yeah they kind of came out really good, kind of like us. A lot of a lot of doubt with this team, and yeah, kind of had a good run, and now it's definitely starting to see the, you know, it it is definitely balancing itself out of of win and loss, and you know the momentum's definitely gone. Yeah, I, I don't know what you mean by that as a Red Wings fan, but uh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Well, I know you got to go soon, uh, but I did want to ask one more thing. Uh, yeah. As of late, you personally, I, I haven't seen your brother do it. Uh, by the way, folks, it's it's a brothers, a loving brother podcast, both of them. So uh, it's definitely worth a listen. But I noticed you've been doing wet the beak for the streak. Yeah. And um. I guess maybe just as quick as you can, because I know you got to run. But uh, what what is where did that stem from, and and what are you trying to achieve with it? Well, I I have crowned myself the king of uh, is, <laughs> the longest hashtags in Twitter history. Uh, <laughs> oh man! I had uh, um, oh man, what was it? Lose and and uh, Glower for Owen Power. Yeah, that one didn't catch on. Um, <laughs> But yeah, wet, wet the beak for the streak was was my way of giving uh, some local breweries around town, um, you know, an opportunity to get at least familiar with some of the, the Red Wings fans that follow us. Right. And basically, I, I'm going to start drinking a beer uh, and or whatever it is, uh, as you've probably seen. And uh, <laughs> if the Red Wings win, I will continue to drink that beer. Thing is, thing is, we don't run into a lot of winning streaks. So I think like I think you saw. Like a week ago, I was actually drinking uh, bone broth. Yeah, and I was, I was, I, <laughs> it glued me into that game. It, you guys what? were down two, and I was like, you know what? I gotta watch this game because there's a there's an opportunity to watch. Uh, and we we were back and forth on Twitter. Like there was a chance for a stone cold two can oh, yeah. knock and and try to knock back some bone broth. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm Red Wings. You know, do or die right now. Like this, there's, there's got to be a comeback. Uh. <laughs> well, that, that was funny because I, I actually, you know, was was in the moment thinking, come on, Wings, don't fail me. I, I don't want to get covered in bone broth. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, if, if I could count on a loss uh, any time, I was figuring this would be the one time they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't lose because uh, then I was going to be out on my, my deck probably covering myself in ginger and turmeric, turmeric uh, Swanson, yeah. <laughs> Swanson brand bone broth. But uh, no, it's it's been awesome, and I'm glad uh, there's been a couple of breweries that uh, that got involved. And and for for those for those of you that don't know, like uh, I mentioned Grand Rapids uh, earlier in regards mm-hmm. to the Grand Rapids Griffins, like that that in in the U.S. it's it's called Beer City because they have a brewery like as often as some cities have Starbucks. So <laughs> if you guys haven't had a chance to check that out, go go over there. Uh, it's it's a fun ride. But also, like, what happened because of that, like, just all across Michigan, there there are some major breweries. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that once once you get out, I'm, I'm probably three hours away from Grand Rapids. So once you get out to where I'm at, everybody, like, the, the trend is still there. But, mm-hmm. you know, over over quarantine and everything, they were, they were totally losing that uh, the business. Uh, a lot of them can't just expect, uh, you know, grocery stores to pick them up. So I was thinking, Hey, why don't I, uh, why don't I drink a couple of these suckers and, uh, let everybody know how they taste. Don't, only problem is feels like, uh, I got to change up my beer every game. <laughs> we, we don't go on a streak. Uh, man, I, I gotta tell you my fridge right now, 
is completely full of like the I get like a four pack or a six pack. Mm -hmm. I go through one beer, we lose, and then on to the next one. (laughs) Yeah, then I got to go get another beer on the next next game and hope we win, just so I can get rid of some of that stuff. Well, maybe uh, maybe we'll see some some rotation come back and give it like twenty games and all right, we're back to we're back to founders and. <laughs> yeah, I, I've actually played the game a couple times. Like, I wonder if anybody's going to notice this, but uh, I, I think I got lucky <laughs> once or twice. But yeah, no, the uh, the bone broth was probably the extent that I will take that because right. uh, you know I, I just ran into that man. This founders beer is uh, it's called Masagave, mm-hmm. dude. It is like, I don't, God, it's it's a it's a margarita in a beer bottle. Like, yeah, I've I've had it. We're uh, oh my God, I work right. for a distribution company, and Founders is one of our uh, one of our products. But that, uh, it, but yeah, it's it's a very top of my list. <laughs> it's a very interesting beer, and um, as weird as it is, it's actually pretty easy drinking. Like, oh my God, yeah. No, I'm I'm watching <laughs> WrestleMania right now too. Uh, there you go. So that's it's our it's a two night event now. Uh, it used to be, you know, everybody remembers like growing up, you know, this Sunday WrestleMania. Yeah. It's two nights. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I drank the Masagave yesterday. The Red Wings won, so now I got I can't drink anymore because what if they win again? So I got to drink. That's my wet the beak for the streak for this uh, this most recent Red Wings winning streak, um, <laughs> Damn. which is it's one game. But uh, yeah, now I gotta hold off on like what what my new favorite beer is. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a shit time watching WrestleMania. You'd have to put a oh. disclaimer. Uh, I'm, I'm like you know like an asterisk. Yes, we've we've already done this, but my wife is mad. I got like twelve <laughs> different beers in my fridge that have to be cycled. You know, like. Yeah, it's, it's either that or I gotta convince her to get another fridge. Which uh, fingers crossed on that. <laughs> uh but oh, yeah man. that uh yeah that's, that's been a fun ride uh, <laughs> I, I i'm hoping to bring it back next year and uh you know if there's any other breweries that want to get involved that are listening uh i'd be more than happy to have you uh and i i you know it, it goes both ways so far uh, i've paid <laughs> to get uh some of that stuff in there so right yeah, it's not it's not completely out of the conversation I, I like to think it's just out of the goodness of my heart that i'm giving these uh these beer brands uh well, hopefully Miami soon exposure. Matt Matt breaks the breaks the mold and starts uh, doing live content from from his local breweries. Oh, man, so so close, right? I mean, it's got to be Bring hopefully the, by next season. There's got to be something. Just pitch them the bone broth episode. You know, I think, <laughs> I think they'll just see that you're willing you're willing to die on that hill. You know. Oh man, yeah, I just don't want to end up cleaning out grease traps for a week oh. at some restaurant. Oh man. Oh. All right. Well, Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, I'll give you the floor if you want to promote your your two different pods again and and whatever whatever else pops up in your brain at the moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, check us out uh, at Bod Hockey for all the Red Wings takes, uh, and then uh, we have a joint uh, Instagram account for the uh, Red Wings podcast and our pro wrestling podcast is uh, at Brothers underscore of underscore discussion. So should probably say it's the brothers of discussion uh, for any wrestling fans in reference to uh, the brothers of destruction. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, come check us out. If uh, I guess this will be going live tomorrow morning. Uh, so we'll be doing our, our WrestleMania recap. If anybody is interested in that and uh, Hey, just like, uh, just like what you, what you boys are doing here. It's every uh, Monday and Thursday. Uh, we're going live with our new episodes and then you can find our YouTube channel for uh 
Uh, we go live on uh, YouTube and Facebook and Twitter too, but uh, head on over to that YouTube channel. It's the Brothers of Discussion. Awesome, man. It has been an absolute pleasure. And uh, I've been laughing for like at least 15 minutes. So this is this has been fun for me. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I gotta I gotta get my brother doing these too, because um, you know, I he he is a former stand-up comedian. So awesome. He, what, uh, you're you're making my day saying that, but everybody, if you want to hear a legit stand-up comedian, I mean he he's he's the He's the firecracker. I, I got to give him all the credit in the world. I, I just, I'm basically doing an impression of, of his wit. Uh, so well, it's it's yeah, working. Gotta, it's working. It's working. Out. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> anyway, thanks again, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, have a good one, dude. All right, folks, we want to thank Matt for coming on. Uh, how do you guys feel about John Merrill? I know this is this is pretty new to us. I, I wanted to get a little insight from someone who's, who's had a chance to watch John Merrill. Um, you know, do do we think that he's going to be, you know, a pivotal point, maybe like how Edmondson is for us right now? You know, we we weren't sure what we were getting in when his contract came in and uh, we just weren't sure. Uh, maybe John Merrill could help us on the back end. We've it's been bad holes as of late. And maybe this is what we can we can slot in for Shea Weber to help and bring um, the Edmondson. Uh, Petrie line back and, and throw them in first maybe and and drop Weber down give him a little a little less time on the ice because truthfully you know that line has not been not been the same uh, not even with with Sherratt being around it was it was still a tough loss uh, for our team but uh, maybe John Merrill is is that you know is that token that helps us uh, I don't like the the dropping of Victor Mete you know hopefully. You know, maybe maybe something will come out of it by the time this episode drops. You know, I'm afraid that somebody picks him up. But um, hearing about John Merrill has made me feel a little bit better. Um, if he's going to be a stay-at-home defenseman and lock that in, then hell, uh, I think what Matt taught us about what Matt told us about about John Merrill, it could be could be big for us. You know, we um, we really need to fill those holes in the defense. And you know, if we're getting two or three goals a night, then we really need to lock that in. Because it, you know our de- our our offenses has not really been finding its 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 reins. I guess you know they're not as potent as they were in the beginning. So we really need these goals to to be the difference makers. So the defense has got to has got to play better. And I think this is a win for us. You know, V Brook and and a fifth round for John Merrill, who's makes I believe less than a million dollars right now. Granted, next season I, I believe we'd have to sign him to a better contract. You know, he's played with the Red Wings. He, he's he's a predominant player. But I think, you know, this could be a very bargain player that plays very well and very close to maybe a, a Joel Edmondson. Anyway, I just want to thank Matt for coming on. And if, if you guys would do us a favor, if you're on Twitter, uh, follow, follow him and his brother's podcast, the Red Wings Rant, formerly the Brothers of Discussion from last season. But that's uh, at BOD Hockey. We just really want to thank him for coming on the show. But, folks, I think this is where we're going to close it off. This is this is going to be the end of the episode for, for this evening. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. This has been Habs Nightly. Uh, please follow us at Habs Nightly on Twitter and Bayou Benders for myself. We hope you guys have a great afternoon, and we'll talk to you guys again on Thursday. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
brother Mike. He's my brother Matt. And we are the brothers of discussion hosting Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a hope. In a season mired in tragedy and despair, we are here to be your audible Earl Grey to bring joy placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras of Red Wing history. Ah! We honor the past, find the positives in the present. I swear they're there. And paint the picture of what's to come in the Winged Wheels future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast of your Detroit Red Wings, and I'm going to play games like Who's That, Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon? Where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context for Jeff Blashaw, and we got to figure out who that Red Wing is. <laughs> Every episode, we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Iserman and play Be the GM, finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze. Some of the great local and national voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave, and Greg Wyshynski and Ryan Lambert. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion. 